check, check, mic check. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show. Presented by Truck Hero, Hero Taper, and Get Data. On PulpMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Ha <laughs> ha! Welcome, everybody! Fly Racing Moto 60 Show, presented by Get and Pro Taper and Truck Hero. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it. It's Thursday, April 27th, 11.59 a.m. Let's talk some Salt Lake City Supercross. We'll recap that. Let's talk some New York Supercross coming right up this weekend. Eli Tomac, three points up after an epic ride at Salt Lake. Let's get right to it here right away. Tits legendary. Hey. Level of concern. <laughs> Level of concern for your rider, Ryan Dungey. You love this, don't you? <laughs> I mean, you love this. After all these years of pretty much very strong domination, his first year where he's really faltering, like he was at the top and then he's just crumbling. Yeah, you know what? And you've you're always just relish. You've it. always had a certain smugness oh, about yeah. you. Well, it, that it, I didn't it, like. It comes with the territory. I didn't like it. And I'm, I'm wiping it off your face, <laughs> and, and you're finally getting dealt the hand. That say like a Tim uh, Ferry fan had you're for funny. many years. You're funny. That was a ride. Ugh. I it, I thought for sure this was he was going to have the W. It was in the bag, and uh, clearly I did too. I, Eli had something else to say about that. I tweeted like, uh, oh, "Your cords all jacked up yeah, there." No, I see that dummy. Uh, <laughs> I always uh, I thought he could get third. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he can get third. Yeah. Simple track. Short track. I, I felt the I'm same like, way. I'm like, he can get okay. He can get second. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Wait a minute. And then not only that, but then he opened it up, and it, it, about five minutes, I was like, he's probably going to finish with a six to ten second. He got six lead. seconds. Yeah, it was six ridiculous. Seconds. Yeah, I was. Uh, so did not, I did not go home uh, very happy that night. Where were you? I was watching at a buddy's house. Oh, okay. Yeah. You. Uh, I mean, it's over, right? Nothing is over. Okay. But it's not looking good. I'm not. I'm not putting any money uh, into the whatever your bookie's hand saying. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm still going for this. Yeah. Thing. Not putting. Any he money needs. On the table. He needs some. Uh, some something. Co- he needs some catastrophic luck. to help. He needs too. some luck. Is oh what yeah. He needs. Yeah. Yeah. I keep yeah, it's waiting all bad for. Luck. I keep waiting for that Tomac uh, meltdown to happen, and it is yet to take place. So oh. not looking good. Poor tits. Yes, indeed. Ah. Uh, 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Talk some Salt Lake City. Talk some uh, New York if you can. If you want to talk tits off the ledge, you can You can do that as also. Um, 
Thanks for listening, everybody. Fly Racing, the light hydrogen race where it continues to develop and improve the light hydrogen gear each and every week through constant feedback from its amateur and pro athletes with the end goal always being to create the lightest, most breathable racewear on the market. It's minimalist racewear designed for maximum stretch and maximum performance. And also, too, uh, the F2 Carbon Helmet, fantastic helmet with MIPS, out-of-the-box, onto-the-racetrack-ready helmet. We are giving away a 2017 uh, Fly Racing Freestone Mountain Bike Helmet. Um, great helmet. Helmet of choice of my, for myself and for tits. It's a great, great thing to have on a mountain bike. And I love the little, it's got a little dial on the back that can adjust uh, during your ride. So that's always nice to have. Uh, we're going to give it away to a lucky caller, 702-586-7857. And please, yeah, check it out. Truck Hero, supplier of premium vehicle accessories that are made in the USA to outfit light trucks and SUVs from bumper to bumper. Truck Hero's got all these worldwide renowned brands, back industries, undercover, NFAB, Bedrug, Husky Liners. Finest products for your truck, Jeep, or SUV, truck-hero.com. And uh, Truck Hero is a proud sponsor of the Auto Trader JGR Suzuki guys. And Get Data, the new launch control system. It's the LC GPA. It's a little orange box you see on the front of like Mookie's bike and the JGR bikes and Chad Reed and Cooper Webb. Destroy the start, get the whole shot. If you uh, if you want the LC, if you want the start, you get the LC GPA percent. Uh, processor with the get ECU, but you can just get the get ECU. Also, uh, great, um, great uh, product for two strokes. Uh, Dan Truman at uh, get has told me that they've sold a ton of these for Yamaha two strokes. They really work well for those guys. So you might want to look into that. Destroy the stock, get the whole shot, get data.com. Also pro taper, the uh, rockstar Husky guys use pro taper. The guy go Honda guys use pro taper from Bradshaw to Jason Anderson. Pro taper.com has got it going on. And uh, the little mini guys, the little micro bar, the micro grips for teeny, tiny hands uh it's official bar and grip of the kjsc group so please check that out as well and uh and and get get some great stuff from from whether and they got a whole lot of hard parts foot pegs and brake pads and, and uh, sprockets and chains and everything so uh, yeah please check them out at pro taper and uh we've got uh, you covered today uh 702-586-7857 give us a call talk some salt lake talk some new york uh, whatever you want to do we're gonna give away that freestone helmet to somebody it's great helmet hot tits it's fantastic. I love it. How often, how often do you reach up in a ride, like say an hour ride or an hour and a half, and dial it a little tighter? I find myself doing it a couple times. Uh, yeah, it's about right. You yeah. start off, and I don't know what it is, but over time, yeah. you, maybe it's when you get into the more technical stuff, I'll go and dial it down. Tighten that it way up. it doesn't bounce around a little Tighten bit. Tighten it up. Works really well. Super easy. All right, everybody. Uh, let's get right to our first guest. He is the Racer X online editor. He's the voice of Supercross, or voice of Motocross. Jason Wygant. What's up, Weech? How are you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Did uh, how, hey Tits sounds rattled, doesn't he? He sounds rattled. Uh, the very first thing I said to him when uh, I picked up the phone was, "How are we doing? How are we doing?" Now, he made a mistake. He told me that some of his some of his analysis comes from what we have to say, which I think is a terrible, terrible <laughs> thing to live your life around. Yeah. But uh, I feel like when you're getting it from a guy who tells you he's a dungeon guy, you're getting it pretty straight. Like if he's upset, there's a problem. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, he's rattled. He's been rattled for a while. He, he said he wasn't getting worried until yeah. Eli ripped off three in a row or something, and then he started getting worried. So, um, yes. <clears throat> looks more and more, Weech, from what I hear, Dunge is going to hang it up. But does he hang it up before the outdoors? Because that's something I got texted this week. Also, well, I, I was thinking this: like, if he's if he's officially over it and it's extinguished. <sighs> That's a really steep hill to climb and be like, I got to go out there. 24 motos. <laughs> yeah, and the problem with Dunge is, I mean, maybe he could pull it off. I mean, w- w- the fans would like to see him out there, no doubt. 
But Dunge has never been bad, ever. Not ever in his career has he not been a front runner. Not right. ever. Right. Really one of the most remarkably consistent at the front. I mean, what, does he just turn into a seventh-place guy and drink beer all week and show up at the races? Like, that's not going to work either. So, it's been a rock and a hard place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it just doesn't seem like if you want to go out, if, you, if you're done, if, if, it's all, if the fire is burned out, mm-hmm. that's a tough series yeah. to beat it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's looking like he'll be second a lot, but who knows? I mean, whatever. There's still you know, still a lot of money in his contract, a lot of money in bonuses for second place. Um, so I don't know. That's just something somebody texted me that the little birdie heard that he could yeah. be hanging it up before the outdoors. I don't believe it, but I wanted to see if you knew anything about it. No, and the one reason I would think he wouldn't is only because I, I even heard, I've even heard now that after the neck injury last year and having to ramp it back up in the off season, that he had even considered not coming back for 2017 at all, but he wanted to be a team guy and I'm going to ride out my contract. Like I told these guys I would race, I'm going to race. So he would be not doing that mm-hmm. uh, if he backed out now. So I just don't see Dunge being that kind of guy. Yeah. Um, but this is a different uh, scenario than usual and, like I said, if he could go out there and just get a bunch of fists and cruise around yeah. and maybe at a good track that's good for him, he pulls off a win here and there. Yeah. Remember, um, do you remember what Doug Henry did? Henry won the title in 98. Yeah. He rode a couple across the 99. He raced all the nationals in 99, showed off the number one plate, mm-hmm. and three or four races of that year on good tracks for him, he killed it. And the other races, it was like, ah, who cares? Yeah. Yep. Um, if he could do that, it would be cool, but I don't know if he can do that. Yeah, I don't know. Nowadays, if these dudes can do that, right? I mean, didn't Henry take a motorhome around, too? Like, he was just full-on chilling. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But he still won it here and there, and we all yeah. know that Dunge at 90% could pull off a couple moto wins if yep. things break the right way, but yep. I just think these guys aren't programmed to do it. They either go all out or they're not yeah. doing yep. it. Uh, recapping, yeah. uh, recapping Salt Lake City, you wrote a, a really good column on RacerX Online, um, your Yoshimira column, uh, sponsored column every every week, and your theory mm-hmm. is like, hey, you can win it, you can lose it, um, you know, either either way, but basically what you wrote is Eli Tomac won that race, and to focus on Dungey th- blowing it uh, is the wrong attitude. This was an uh, extraordinary performance by Eli Tomac. Dunge still got second. He didn't choke. He didn't do anything wrong. Um, and Eli rose to the occasion more than Dunge uh, shrunk. Well, yeah, the proof is going to be, I guarantee you, when this gets talked about 10 years from now, we're going to talk about this Tomac ride 10 years from now. The next time someone pulls off a huge comeback or there's a close championship, they're going to reference this Tomac ride. And they're going to reference the Tomac ride. They're not going to be like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. reminds me of that race at Salt Lake City where Dunge blew it and he had the lead. It's going to be like, no, it reminds me of that race in Salt Lake City where Tomac put on an unbelievable charge. Like, that's what it is. It's the Tomac race. It's not the Dunge race. And surely, yes, everyone was impressed by Tomac. I'm not saying that anyone is 100% on Dunge blew it, but yeah. I think sometimes you just got to tip your cap. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, I, to expect what was Dungey supposed to do? Find a second and a half a lap yeah. somehow, right? But I, well, I know how much you're a fan of wanting it. He's the wanting. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's not because I, I'm, I agree with you. We laugh all the time about people who said Ricky just wanted it more. You know, we yeah. laugh all the time. Like Ricky was incredibly talented. He didn't just want it more. Yeah, you're just really fast. Tomac's just really fast, and it's hard to compete with them sometimes. <laughs> but I will say, and I wrote this a little bit. Um, in my column, I talked about it a little bit. I was surprised that, you know, look, I, I mean, I, I know, I know, uh, Zebra doesn't change his stripes, but Dunn showed no aggression. 
twice. Remember, he got back around Tomac when Dun- yeah. when Tomac got yep. him the first time. Yeah. And so, yes, yeah. you're not going to stop the guy, and you're not going to T-bone the shit out of him. I get that. I'm not saying to do that. Yeah. Uh, but yep. I'm saying a tap, a ride into the turn, something, Dunge, something. Now, he's not that type of guy, but this is yeah. this is time when you pull the shoot in case of emergency. This is That's what this is. Yeah, yeah, and I agree, and I even put that in there. Like, you know that if Reed, Stu... RC, like they would have crashed. Bradshaw, Stanton, yeah, name them. Yeah, right. It, they, they. I'm not saying they would have won it, but they would have gone down trying. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a valid point, but it's also it's whatever. Yeah, because like I said, when this race gets talked about, when we get enough distance, and look where it really is, it's just. Tomac rode freaking great, and it really didn't matter what anybody else did. Yeah, yeah, really, right? I was so surprised yeah. that he won that race. Again, I was tweeting out early on. I'm like, I think he can get third. You know, all waiting a second. Holy shit! You know, he can he can win this thing. It was uh, phenomenal, and uh, yeah, like you said, it'll be a ride that a lot of us uh, remember for a long time. Yeah, yeah, and also remember the first two laps. He actually he couldn't get around Tipple for a little bit. Mar- Marvin even passed him. Um, mm-hmm. You're figuring like if he has any shot at it, the first three laps he has to pass a bunch of guys, and yeah. he actually did. Yep. And then it was like say lap four when they had strung out. All of a sudden, he found that. Yep. That year. I mean, look, it feels like it's over. It feels like to- this is a long sort of coronation for Tomac, and he's got a three-point yeah. lead. It feels like it's over, but, man, you don't know. First-turn crash, you know, from Eli, his starts haven't been great. Like, he's got the best starting average, as he reminded me in the press conference when I asked him about it. But you don't know, you know? No, it's true. And, by the way, the starting average, he, he has been, I'll say, Probably better than Dungeon yes. starting this year, but the starting average is always misleading because for some reason we can put a man on the moon, but we do not have the technology to actually use the transponder feed that's in the first turn. In the first turn, exactly. Yeah. Yes. And we know it exists because as soon as they go to the first turn, TV has results instantly on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but for example, I would suppose if you look at the results this weekend, Tomac start was 10th, right? Yeah. 10th. Yeah, 10th. Started 10th. Yep. So. That's why the really, really fast guys, their average start is misleading because on the first lap they passed a ton of dudes. Yep. And it, it wasn't a 20th place start, it was a 10th place start. He gained 10 positions on his start average. Yep. That's not actually real. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. yeah it's, uh, it, it's, I don't know why we can't figure it out either. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's yeah. amazing. But, yeah. I mean, you know, like, you know, MX Sports and, and Racer X uh, run the Nationals. Why don't we go in there and ask those guys maybe at Hangtown? Like, what do you guys, why can't we do that? Like, go in and be like, we need this information. Yeah, I know that for about five years in a row, I heard Davey saying next year it'll be different. And then uh, it never changed. <laughs> never, but never I don't want to say any more because I don't know. Without asking, let them defend themselves. Yeah. I guess it's really not fair. But. Send in Langston. He'll get things straightened out. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll handle it. Um, look, look Weege, uh, you're from Jersey, born and raised. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What is this race this weekend? What is it? What do we call it? Uh, as far as I'm concerned, I know where the stadium is. I know it's on uh, New Jersey state land. But as I'll tell anyone from New Jersey, including myself, I'll argue to myself, that stadium's not there if New York City isn't there. It is not there because of New Jersey. It's only there because they couldn't find a place to put one in New York City that works as well. So... You can brag New Jersey all you want that you got the New York Giants and the New York Jets in your state, but it's only there because of New York City. So as far as I'm concerned, it's New York, bro. 
So New York Supercross. You're fine with that as a Jersey guy. You're you're 100 percent fine. Yeah. With that. Yep. Yes. And everyone from Jersey is going to say that's crap. Remove New York City, blow it up, b- nuclear bomb Manhattan, mm-hmm. and tell me if there's a reason to have that stadium and those teams there. <laughs> okay, because I got an angry email this week from a guy that said, "Stop calling it New York. Stop calling." It. And I'm like, he said, "I'm not going to subscribe to Racer X if you keep calling it New York." Oh, oh my bad. All right, now it's New Jersey all the way. I'm like, it's the New York Giants, the New York Jets. It's not yeah. East Rutherford. It's not Jersey. Yeah. It's New York Supercross. I, I get, I, it'll always rage on. I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. the Statue of Liberty, there's even the same controversy. But, again, why okay, when sta- France... Wait a minute. The Statue, the the Statue of Liberty is in Jersey? Uh, some people claim yes. I mean, it's in the water, so no one really knows. And uh, okay. there's been many arguments over what state actually has it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that was the goal. Let's put it in New Jersey. That was the goal. It wasn't supposed to be part of New York City. Please. <laughs> you, know what, you know what Jersey doesn't – you know what New York doesn't have is Springsteen and Jovi. So there you go. There you go, everybody. <laughs> right. Um, I, I, it, yeah, it's a New Jersey – when they play Giant Stadium, MetLife Stadium, whatever, then it is a New Jersey Stadium. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right, let's get into some phone calls. Lines are packed for Wygant. Uh, first up is William. What's up, William? Welcome to the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. What's happening? Hey, hey, Steve. How you doing, man? I love the show, especially when Weeds and JT are on with you, man. That makes it the best show going. Um, hey. Real quick, I, I want to say, and also one quick thing for you, Steve. You may like this. Uh, did some mountain biking with Tim Ferry back in the late 90s. I think he's with No Leaning Over with some other guys in Bellevue. Oh, had a good time sounds, mountain biking. That sounds with him, phenomenal. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds We had a blast out of, out of yep. Santos. Bellevue, it was cool. Um, about um, Dungey, yep. the third race where Roxon crashed out, Dungey was putting it to everybody, including Roxon. He had them all covered. And after Roxon crashed, man, there's been a change in him. And I know last year when he crashed in the outdoors, don't you think that's had an effect? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not taking anything away from Tomac. Tomac's killing it right now. Yeah. But don't you think Dungey would be giving him more of a – more of a? Um, that's, that's a million-dollar question. No, William, that's a million-dollar question. We've talked about it over and over. I've always said, like, hey, man, these guys are, you know, professional riders at the highest level. They've seen plenty of people get hurt. They've all been hurt themselves. I don't see how – a competitor going down with a, with an arm injury can make you can affect you on the track. I just I don't see it. These guys didn't get to where they're at by being you know mentally freaked out by injuries. That's my take on it. I'm not. I don't know if I'm right or wrong. It's just my opinion. Right. But, but um, if you combine if you combine that with his neck injury last summer and the point where he is in his life and his professional career, don't you think that manifests itself and maybe pull him back just a little bit? I mean, maybe. Weege, what's your take on all this? Uh, I generally agree with your theory, Mathis, and I think we share that theory that, yes, in general, they know the rips, and when they're out there, they're riding just like they know how to ride, and all these things don't cross their mind. But, man, there's just so much evidence in this case. It, it makes for a, a solid argument. That was the best The best two races Dungey rode all year were round two and round three, and he has not been as good um, since. Now, I do not prescribe or subscribe at all to Tomac got better as soon as Roxham was out because he was in his head. No. That's the kind of crap I do not believe. But exactly what William's saying here, the neck injury, seeing Roxon eat it like that, I think it did. I think it had an effect because I got two races that were good and 12 or 13 more after that that weren't as good. Mm-hmm. So there. All right. There we go, William. Yep. Um, thanks for the call, right, man. man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks a lot. Good show, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. Appreciate it. Uh, Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Get Pro Taper and Truck Hero on board. Uh, next up on the call, Sam, what's up, man? You got a dark horse for the 250 this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Wacko Zacco fan. Yeah. And I'd, and I'd love to see him get 
Dude, that is, in the point that is not a dark horse. That is, I know. I'm, I'm not saying he's the dark horse. I'm not saying he's the dark <laughs> okay, horse. Okay, all right. Uh, but I'm, yeah. I'm just saying, who who do you think could play spoiler here and get in the way between Jordan Smith or Savachi? Uh, I go. I'll go AC. I'll go Adam Cincerillo. Um, Savachi's got six points on Jordan Smith. Osborne's in third. Uh, AC is in fifth, I believe. Maybe maybe fourth. Um, AC can get in the mix. Absolutely. Gotcha. What do you think? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think uh, AC obviously was messed up a little bit from that knee injury. I mean, it wasn't as catastrophic as they first thought. And um, the dust up between him and Osborne. But I think the couple races after that, he wasn't quite was uh, after winning Daytona. So uh, now he's got a couple weeks off. I think he'll be a little better than he was the previous couple weeks. And he was in the mix anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, I could see him. Unless, you know, who knows, finishing in front of any combination of guys. Unless he did text us yesterday and say, should I sit out the rest of the Supercross like everyone else is doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> what? Well, Alex Martin, there was even a chance he was going to ride? This I, was even, I don't know. I was like, what news is this? <laughs> right? He folded in half. <laughs> I'm with you. I was like, oh, really? Shocking. Um, so, yes. uh, so, yeah, Sam, um, I, say, I say AC could, like um, – you know, Jordan could win, Joey could win, and AC could get second, the other guy could get third. But Osborne, week in and week out, Sam, Osborne has been the fastest guy. I know. He, I, he has yeah. the most wins. In the, he has the most wins, but the, his ability to move to the front, his ability to cut through the dudes, he's passed everyone in this class multiple times, and no one else can really say that. Osborne's been the best guy, but I don't know if he's going to win this title. I don't think so. I think Joey holds on. Do you agree, Wygant? It's going to be tough just because of the math. You know, he's got to have a couple things break his way right, and he cannot have anything go wrong. He has to win both races, I would say. I mean, maybe Vegas, he gets a little extra dudes shoved in between them. But how often do you get down to Vegas, by the way, uh, where the only guys – Vegas is going to be a vacation race for probably 17 or 18 of the guys on the gate. West is already wrapped. Yep. And uh, so the chances of Safachi struggling to get a sixth in Vegas when he's riding his balls off for a title and everybody else is just waiting for outdoors. Yeah. It's going to be tough on Osborne math-wise. All right. Thanks for the call, man. Appreciate it. Hey, cool. Thanks. For the, hey, real quick, I have to say I might be coming a part of the Ridgeline squad here really? quickly. I really? One and, dude, I live here in North Texas where everybody drives these giant monster trucks, and I'm just laughing all the way to the bank while I'm getting like 25 miles a gallon. It's um. Awesome. No, uh, I agree. Unless you're like, hey, unless you're like a logger or you're towing the space shuttle or you're like some tradesman that needs a full-size, huge bed, right. uh, you know, the, the Ridgeline can do anything for you. Exactly. I just I went and gave it a try because you hyped it so much, and I want to thank you for that. Ah, just look at that. Selling Honda Ridgelines, Wygant. What about Boom. that? Thanks, buddy. All right, thank, thank, great you. Show. Wow. thank you. Thank you. What about that? A dealership one? should give you a deal on those. I got one. Honda World of Downey, everybody. Uh, all right, let's I'm, go I'm to aware. Porch. What's up? You want to talk about Martin Davalos? Yes, but first off, I would like to also say that uh, I'm calling it New York. I don't care. You're calling I, it I New York? Call. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, I remember last week. Do I remember correctly hearing that Marty may have had an injury? Marty did have a hand injury. Yep, he did. And then all of a sudden that injury just went away as soon as that uh, new 250 rule came out. People tell me he was not going to race uh, until that rule came out. That rule came out on Wednesday, I believe, and uh, Wednesday or Thursday officially, and he was not going to race because of this injury. That was a legit injury, apparently, but apparently not enough to keep him from racing and almost getting third, but 
Yes. Not enough to smash the shit out of hill, uh, hill either, I guess. But no. I just thought that was funny. Yeah. No. I, hey, listen, man. Don't get me started. It's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's so stupid. Um, this is what we. This is where we're at in this class. You know. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just wasn't sure if it was a legit injury or not, but I mean, I guess. No, I, I laughed and laughed and laughed, but I do have an inside track to Team Davalos. So, mm-hmm. and, 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 and Weed, you know that. Um, so I don't know who who that be, huh? Uh, just saying. And it was a legit yeah. injury, apparently. So. Cool. All That's right, man. All, got. all right, thank cool. you. Uh, let's go to Ryan. Ryan, what's up? You want to talk about John Ames? Hey, did you say Ross? Ryan. Ryan. I said Ryan. Yeah. Uh, my bad. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you? What's up? Uh, doing good. Yeah, I was just wondering if you guys heard anything else about that situation. I was watching that uh, video that they put out weekly for each round that they're at. Mm-hmm. And uh, when the team manager started talking about the mains and results, everything like that, he said, just made quick mention that there was some drama before, and I was just wondering if that had anything to do with the departure. Oh, um... Weege? I, I don't know anything. Uh, we, yeah. we actually will have more info. He reached out to us at uh, RacerX um, a day or two ago. So I got one of my guys on it, and we'll have some info in Racerhead to borrow. So there you go. Read Racerhead for all your latest John John Ames news. Yeah, there we go, man. We'll find out. Yep. John Ames and Barnbro Perfect. splitting up. Thanks, man. All right. Uh, lots of calls, Wygant. Looks like people really want to talk to you. I don't know why. But, right. uh, Darkside, what's up, bro? Hey, here. How are you? What's up, guys? I'm doing good. Um, my question is, did you read the article that Cooksey put up on Gallagher, and did that change your opinions any on the wishy-washy, um, you know... Where, where was it? Where was the article? The reprimand. Where was the article? I didn't see uh, it. I was, I was on Thumper Talk, and he he interviewed him about the... Oh, Cooksey. Darkside, I don't go to Thumper Talk for anything. I don't I don't need, well, like, a, a, a stat on what main jet for my XR. I genuinely don't either, but I read that because Cooksey wrote it, and I wanted to see okay. what I had to say. So. Uh, yeah, no, never read it. Um, I like John. I know John from a long time ago. I am frustrated by some of his rulings. I've said it over and over, inconsistencies. Um, I don't subscribe to Chad's theory of, you know, that you know he's a complete idiot and a moron and everything else, but I, it's a tough job, too. You know, it's a tough, tough gig. So, uh, we yeah, yeah, did you read it? No, I did not read Cookie's uh, thing yet. Um, I, I, I'm going to just say, as far as Gallagher's concerned, I think that his penalties actually make sense in in the dare I say the word vacuum. Oh, you know, he's trying oh. to find something that fits each individual situation. But the larger picture is, you have to know how the, as they say, the optics of that, what it is going to look like uh, when you do different things all the time. Even if you can say, well, every incident's different, and the penalties are different, and if I had done this, it wouldn't make sense for that. And people bro- uh, paint this with a broad brush, and they're just going to say, why are the penalties changing every week? It's, it's never going to come across the right way, even if it is actually the right thing. It's a tough job. It's a tough job. But, you yeah. know, this is a multi-million dollar series, and John has a day job. Can we, can we get a referee or an official who doesn't have a day job to, to run the sport? Pay John enough to be full-time. To think about things, to be there for teams, to be there for sanctioning bodies, everything else. Can we do that? Is it, how's that? Is that a good step? I don't know. That's just what I. Think. That would be good. Makes so, too much sense. Uh, thanks, Darkside. All right, thanks. Thanks. Uh, all right, we just get to Scott. He's got a question about Ryan Dungey. Scott, what's going on? You got your question about Ryan Dungey? 
Yeah, well, I actually got two questions. The first one for Dungey. So when Vegas rolls around and we he decides whether he wants to retire or not, let's say he does, and whether he does the Nationals or not, do you guys think he will be in for Motocross of Nations? I don't think so. Weege, what do you think Dunge does? No, no, I don't. As awesome as, awesome as a send-off as that would be, I think what we just discussed at the top of the show proves it. If he's barely wanted him to hang in there in uh, May, I really don't think he's going to want to be hanging in there until September. And he knows you cannot half-ass that race. He pretty much has to do well or it'll be a disaster. He can't just show up. It would be cool to represent the USA, but all they have to do is lose, and then people don't think it's cool at all. It's not a great race for him. It's not going to be something that he looks back on his career and remembers. He's gone 3-3 three and three at the race, which is, you know, I mean, hey, that's, that's okay. That's respectable. Well, that's what I'm but... saying. You don't think he'd want to go out on a... On a four and three record, take, no. take a win. To... <laughs> I think you'd be like, I'm out. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, I think he would, but I think he also knows that's no guarantee, and it'll be hard to do. And that means he's got to keep the train rolling for five more months. I think that's the problem. If he could just sign a contract that said, <laughs> we, 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 "Do do X, Y, and Z, and we guarantee you win both motos," there, I think he would do it. Yeah, but yeah. it's racing, and he's learned the hard way that right. that's not guaranteed. What about nationals? Do you think he does the nationals? Uh, I think he does. I did hear this week, like I said, at the top of the show, I heard a rumor that he wasn't going to do it. Tuning in, so. um, yeah, I heard he was. I got a text that said, hey, I heard Dunch might be out after Supercross, but I do think he rides the Nationals. I would bet on that. But, uh, you know, yeah, who knows? Yeah. yeah I, I do, too, like only because I think Dunch is a company guy. Yeah. I don't think he'd leave his team, yep. team and sponsors in the ditch like that. Yep. That's what I think. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for the call, man. All right. yeah. oh, add one more. What? Go ahead. Um, did, has there ever – did you guys hear anything on the appeal from, from Reed? You know, I Whatever haven't. Happened. We what sh- happened with that? What happened with that? Wygant, you there? No, I haven't heard anything. I'm going to text him right now. Oh, all right. All right. See if I get it. Uh, uh, I'm going to see if I get a, an um, an answer before the end of the show. Thanks, Scott. All right, cool. All right, all right thanks. thanks. Um, yeah, I never heard anything about that. Right? Yeah, it was very uh, very strange. Uh, Cole, what's up, man? You want to talk about Trey Kennard? Cole. Yeah, this me. Yeah, yeah. It's you, bro. Sorry. Uh, Why well, Yeah. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> Hi. Um, Chris right. out for the outdoors. And is he kind of in the same boat as Dean Wilson was a couple years ago? Um, as far as what? What do you mean? Uh, being being re- Is he resigned for next year or no? No. No, he's had a one-year deal with KTM. Okay. So, is he kind of... Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't see him coming back next year. I really don't. I don't know anything personally. I could be 100% wrong. Um, but uh, I don't see him coming back. How long is he going to be out for a week? You know? Surgery on collarbone in th- two, three weeks? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't specify at all in there. And, yeah, if it's collarbone, and it made it sound like it was a minor injury and they yeah. hadn't even fully diagnosed it yet. Yep. But um, uh, it's not the Dean Wilson situation because Dean – I think felt like his best years were ahead of him. He hadn't proved himself in a 450 yet. So I don't think he's going to give up no matter what. I think in our situation is different. And I would not at all be surprised if the silly season this year is dominated by KTM, who has deep pockets, needing yeah. to find two high-end race-winning level riders. Which yeah. There hasn't been an opportunity like that for people in a long time. I would not be surprised. I wonder... And and I look so Tomac signed up. Anderson is it's signed, but that's a whole other deal because it's you know sort of a parent team. Um, who would they get? Maybe they just go leave Marvin and one other guy. You know, I don't know. It's hard yeah, to say. and they want good guys. <laughs> you know, yeah. when they signed Wilson, he didn't work out, but 
they expect him to be good, and I'm sure they expect Kennard to be good. They're not picking top ten dudes, you know. No. They want two good guys. Yep, absolutely. Uh, David, what's up, man? What's going on? How are you? Oh, do you say David? Yep. No, oh, I'm sorry. It, for some reason, it cut out. But I got a question about that 250 class rule change. Yes. Who made this decision? Is it AMA or F, or FIM? Uh, I guess both. You know, um, FIM is the ultimate judge, and but the, it's the teams. The teams went to the AMA. Is for what I understand. The team said, oh. "Hey, man, uh, we got some guys that are looking like they may point out. So uh, let's get that thing changed." And uh, AMA and FIM went, "Oh yeah, okay, no problem." Cool. Let's change it. It's kind of what I understood it as. Oh, okay. Because when I called the AMA to ask, they transferred me to some guy named Giuseppe Luongo, and he kept yelling, <laughs> oh. he kept yelling the hurlings rule, the hurlings yeah, rule, right. and I didn't know what he was talking about. So. No, he wow. he doesn't. He's busy. Wow. He's busy in his castle, sitting on money. Wow. So, wow. Thanks, man. Thanks for the call. Uh, hey. Thanks. I'm surprised on these 250 rules. I talked to some teams about it, and I have to admit, some of the things were. To, to say that everybody can stay is obviously a little bit ridiculous. They're basically saying no matter what your circumstances in yeah. are, we're going to let you stay. I think the one person that has a reasonable case is if Jordan Smith wins the title this year and he was going to get kicked out of the class, that's ridiculous. He's raced barely at all, basically, in his career. Like He made most of the races his first two years, but he missed some here and there, didn't get a ton of experience, and suddenly he's got to be in the 450s next year. That's not the spirit or intent of the class or the rule. That's moving him up way too early. Well, that's a completely legit argument. So but go, the other dudes, go call, that's a tougher one. Go call Jeremy Buell and Tim Ferry, among others, that had to get out of there. Buddy Antonis had to get out of there. Yeah, how many how many years was Ferry's in the class? Way longer than Jordan Smith. Jordan Smith is going to have a total of like 20 races. Ferry, had no, Ferry won the title, had no ride. Just like Bogle, just like, just you know, well, Bogle had a ride, but struggled. Jordan Smith is so much well, younger and, I, and earlier in the class than any of these other I guys mean, we're talking about. Mookie had raced it for like six years. This would be the third year for Jordan. That was a legit uh, I agree. Situation. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. with you, but oh well. Yep, sorry. That's the way the class is. Sorry. Sorry, Jordan, you got hurt all the time. You know, I, I agree. I 100% agree, but you, you're, you're yeah. now making rules for one exceptional you know, circumstance? Mar- well, Marty the said- way it was originally presented to me was when they changed the rules in 2007, <clears throat> they said we're keeping these for 10 years. And then we'll see what, how it Oh, goes. yeah, I'm sure that. So yeah, I can see yeah. The, I'm sure that. So I can yeah. see the team saying, okay, look, we've seen how it's going. Most of these rules are working, but this particular third year win a title and you're out thing is screwing this dude, this dude, this dude, this dude, this dude, this dude over the last 10 years. So that didn't work. Can we change that? I'm down with that. But to then also change the other rules, that one I can't, I can't buy. Like, you could say right now Mookie got screwed and Jordan Smith would have got screwed. This rule's not working. I get it, but why did they change the other ones? Yeah, oh. yep. I, I, it's it's. Yep. I had somebody tell me that wanted to do lifetime points, and I'm okay with that. Six hundred, seven hundred lifetime points, whatever it is, you're yep. out. Yep. Win it three times, yeah. it doesn't matter. You're out. Yeah. And okay, yeah. that's actually that's actually better than the way it is right now. Or just make it wide open, which I know Davey Coombs is told over and over. You know, I wouldn't hire – why would teams hire four guys? And I get that. So that's a little – I don't know if I totally, you know, side with that point about just making it like a national class. But, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, it's true. You'd cut the jobs in the sport uh, yeah. in that class in half. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, what's up? We want to talk about the Supercross format? Yeah, and um, I had a second question too, but we'll sure. start with the format. All right. Um. I, heard, I just finished up Monday's show. You asked everyone who came on their thoughts of the, of the format, and everyone has little tweaks and things that 
they would make it better. Yep. But I watched the press conference from Salt Lake, and Dungy is like, seems like he's dead against it. Like yeah. we're fixing something that's not broken. Yeah. And I'm just curious: is there any other riders that hold the same opinion as Dungy, or is he just island by himself? Um, I, I, everybody I talk to says that they'd be open for some changing. No one is saying like this is awesome. This 20 minute plus one lap is awesome. You know, um, uh-huh. we we just did the stats on Racer X online. I don't know if you remember, but so this title will probably be less than five points. That's happened four times since 1995 or something. Yeah, four yeah. four times yeah. in yep. uh, seven in 22 years. So yep. wow, you know, I mean, you can't listen to Ryan Dungey. I'm sorry, you can't listen to Ryan Dungey say. Why fix something that's not broken? He is 100% biased and invested in the way it's been working for him. He's made bajillions of dollars on this. You can't listen to Ryan Dungey. So, but even then, too, there was a stat that was tweeted to you that even if we went back to just the 20-lap format, he'd be losing the series by even more right now. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I, 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 I was surprised. I thought it would be the opposite. I really did. I know he's come from the back. Dungey said to come. Seems like Eli's had to come from the back more often, but yeah. So... Um, and my other question real quick was, um, just from watching it on TV, I don't know what it's looking like live. Yep. Dungy's always been super fast in his corners, but Tomac just seems to be like a rocket ship coming out of his corners. He's more aggressive on the throttle. He's really exactly. on the throttle. Um, Tomac's always been that way. He's always blown up berms and been that way, you know? So, um, we, so, we, so if we come down to Vegas, this is, that could really come against him then, just because it's so uh, slick and it's so hard. I don't know. He seems like he's got it. You know, all of it. That st- kind of style can. I don't know. I don't know if I would agree with that totally, but I know what you're saying. Um, it does seem to favor Dungy a little bit, but we just saw Eli on a track that you know wasn't as slick as Vegas, but wasn't wasn't exactly Traction City. Uh, come through and kill uh-huh. it. So, um, Weege, before I let you go, thanks for the call, man. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Before I let you go, Weege, what? Where are we at on these yeah. time main events? Like, where are we at? I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. I, if you, if I had to choose between 20 laps and 20 minutes plus one, I would still choose the 20 minutes plus one. It hasn't been the game changer, massive, awesome improvement, but I think if I had to pick between the two, um, I think it's better. You do, yeah, okay. But but would you prefer something else? Yeah, I think I would. I wrote extensively about this a week or two ago uh-huh. about what different formats, the pros and cons. Um, I still feel like. We got a major problem with two hours of a three-hour event. Really, don't count. Um, they just don't. I mean, heat races, gate pick. We we build that up. Honestly, I think we fakely build up gate pick for the main event. More important than it is because we're just trying to justify that heat races matter. They really don't. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, if some egghead out there wanted to do the stats on starts versus gate pick, I'm sure the better gate picks help a lot. But how many times Dude. do we see? good guys win the semi and get a good start in the main. It doesn't guarantee anything. Uh, how often, too, do you see a guy who wins a semi? He's lined up next to the guy who won a heat. Or two, one yeah. down one down from a guy who won a heat. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Gate um, pick is not important enough. Yep. Now, uh, you want to go GP style and purposely screw the gate so you purposely can only get the whole shot from the number one um, starting spot. 
Yeah, that's great too. Wow. We yeah, let's let's do that so we can get some more guys angrier at each other in practice, in qualifying practice. Because we don't <laughs> yeah, good point. We don't quite have enough of these douchebags uh, freaking out when somebody <laughs> yeah. gets in their way. Yeah. So Yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, so I, I would like to I would be in favor of some sort of multi race format. Yeah. The, the straight up two moto format that's been used forever outdoors or the Monster Energy Cup format, just to get more time of that three hours that actually yeah. means something. I, I would I would do that too, except I would not have an overall winner. It is just like World Superbike, two main events. We have two main events. We have two tr- cool. two trophy yeah. presentations, yeah. 50 points up for grabs. We are not combining these for an overall. I'm down. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Uh, yep. All right, well, we, we will see you in the New York Supercross this weekend. See you in New Jersey for the New York Supercross. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Mama, I'm coming home. Like, literally, she's picking me up at the city. Yeah. Exactly. Thanks, man. All right. All right. See ya. Hey, if you want to wear the same helmet and gear that David Mills has, Blake Baggett, Weston Pike, Trey Kennard, flyracing.com. From head to toe, they've got you covered. We thank the folks at flyracing.com for coming on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. Also, get, destroy the start with get. Uh, please check out Pro Taper for their bars and sprockets. Geico, guys. Rockstar Husky Worldwide uses Pro Taper as well. And Truck Hero, proud sponsor of the JGR team. If you have a Jeep truck or SUV and you want to check them out, truck-hero.com has got you covered. All right, still lots of phone calls. We are still giving away. I forgot, but I just remembered. We're giving away a fly racing mountain bike helmet, the Freestone Mountain Bike helmet as well. So let's get to uh, some more phone calls. But first up, our next guest, he's somewhere in New York, Hawking Fly Racewear. Jason Thomas, what's up, JT? What's happening? How are you? Uh, I'm not too bad. You uh, you ready to head east or what? Yeah, bro. I'm ready. Let's do it. You um, where are you in Jersey? Uh, I yeah, I'm in uh, I'm in Jersey. Yeah, kind of no man's land. <laughs> now, okay. So we just had this discussion with Wygant. Do you call it the Jersey Supercross, East Rutherford Supercross? Do you call it New York Supercross? I'm kind of all over the map. Um, I think it is the New York Supercross because let's be real, the draw of this race is New York City. Uh, but the track is in New Jersey, so mm-hmm. I'm okay with all of it. <laughs> okay. Uh, hey, uh, some updates on fly racing riders. First up, Weston Pike back on the bike. Do we hear Hangtown for him? I think he'll probably try. Um, but, man, I, I've had that injury that he had. Not not maybe to the exact same extent, but close. And it's not, a, uh, it's not an easy one because you lose all your grip strength and you lose all your mobility and – there's a lot of things going on internally with your wrist and hand. So uh, if he tries, great. Uh, but I, I wouldn't expect uh, anything crazy out of him, especially towards the end of the boat. He's been right. off for a really long time. Yeah, I mean, maybe you just skip the first few. The first three and there's a week off. I don't know. Yeah, it depends on what your, your outlook is. If he's going out there and he is worried about his contract situation and he needs results, then, yeah, I would say hold off. But – if he feels confident about being able to stay at JGR and, and he's not stressed about that, then yeah. I would kind of say the opposite. I, w- I would say uh, I would say racing your way in is uh, is the best way to go about it. So two different ways to look at it, and it really comes down to what's most important for right now. People who don't know, we had Mil- Davey Millsaps Fly Racing's Davey Millsaps on the show on Monday night. Looks like wrist surgery for him after Vegas. He'll miss some outdoors. And uh, Dakota Alex will fill in on a 450 with Benny Bloss and uh, Blake Baggett. Yeah, it, uh, it's kind of breaking news. It's been a fluid situation with Davey. He's been fighting through this wrist thing for a while, and literally every time he's not on his bike on Saturday, he's got you know, all kinds of electrodes and 
stuff hooked up to his wrist trying to make it through this thing. So, um, you know, Blake is uh, is a big hope for outdoors. I know he's been working really hard to be ready. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But we'll have some guys out there either way. And uh, Trey Kennard, when it rains, it pours. Damn it. Collarbone injury. Going to miss probably, this. I would imagine, the first two, three. Yeah, we'll see. I, I still haven't heard exactly what was, you know, broken or, or wrong. I know he, you know, crashed at Paula and, and was hurt. Um, but, man, we want to talk about somebody who can't buy Dude, a break. can you, you know, believe this? Took, right? He took took time off to heal up from, uh, you know, some things that were going on during Supercross, and then he's trying to get back to the outdoors and hurt himself uh, again. So, man. It's about as bad as it gets for him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, all right, JT, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, New York this weekend. Uh, it feels like it's over. Tits over there in the corner. He's crushed. He's devastated over what's been going on lately. But you know what? Tomac starts haven't been exactly killing it lately. This thing, it's it's not over. I know we all, it feels like it, but hey, you never know, man. Like Tomac, Tomac yeah, crashes. The you know anything like that first turns. Yeah, I, I would say it's not over by any means. It's three points, and we all know how it come to be three points you know it's been complete domination by Eli for the past two months but if you if you're looking at it from Ryan's perspective and he's putting himself in good positions to win each and every weekend and Eli you know some weekends he is some weekends he isn't you know but you look at Seattle you look at Salt Lake there have been plenty of weekends where he's put himself in a bad spot and he's he's found a way through it and he's persevered but you, you keep tempting fate like that and you've got to believe that one of these times, it's going to bite you. So, I I have to lean towards Eli winning this thing, but I still say that the more you take chances and put yourself in the back and give give Ryan the lead, man, you're you're really uh, putting yourself in a spot you don't need to be in. What do you think of the track this weekend? Three sets of whoops, a little bit of a wall. It'll be shorter again. It'll be softer again. Uh, what's your thoughts on the track? Uh, I talked to some people who saw the track, and it was pretty soft, I guess. Um, but that's typical for, for this race. You know, whether it rains or it doesn't rain, it always seems to get ruddy and beat up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially if we have a shorter lap time and you're looking at, you know, anywhere from 24 laps plus, yep. that track's not going to hold up. The dirt's just not a – it's not a hard-packed dirt. So you've got to expect uh, a really rough and deteriorating track. And from what we've seen this year, that seems to favor Eli. Anything, any obstacles? I mean, obviously you're not there, but anything like stand out for you? Like, should we see anything gnarly? Um, you know, really the whoops, I don't expect to be all that tough. You know, I think they'll break down. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you think that's tough or not, I, when I think of tough whoops, I think of really big and, and toughed out. I think they'll be more where you're trying to maneuver through them, wheelie, you know, put rhythms together through them. Yep. Um, but I'm, I'm most interested to see how that, that the whoops and the walls and more whoops plays out. Mm-hmm. Um, does anybody go big and try to jump over the second set? And and we don't even know how it's going to be built. Yeah, uh, it may yeah. not even be possible. Yeah. But you know, by by this point of the year, typically the last several years, all the suspense has been over. So um, more than anything, even even above all the track and all that, I'm just excited to go into a, a 450 main event in late April where you know everything's still on the line. No, Don says don't fix what's not broken. Don't fix what's not broken. That's what he said. Yeah, and and what do you you know? What do you really expect him to say? You know, no, I know. Yeah, he's not going to panic. <laughs> you know what? What? I'm sure there are some very very uh, stressed conversations and a lot of question marks and and probably some yelling going on behind the scenes and yeah. trying to sort this thing out. Yep. But you know, on his outward face and press conferences and to so what he shows 
So it's a public, you know, there's there's really nothing to be gained by not keeping your composure. Yeah, all right. Let's get to some phone calls here. Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show. Scott, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, Steve. How's it going today? Good. Thanks for calling. Yeah, you were talking about the 250 uh, rule change. Yeah. And I haven't heard you bring this up, so forgive me if you've talked about it. Yeah. But will Mookie be allowed back in? No. To defend his title a year later? No. He's out, man. Okay, so, you can't retroactive for the rule. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What, like, do you think he should be, or... I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do. I don't know. We, uh, JT, although he's fifteenth in points in four fifties yeah. right now, so he's on the cusp. Yeah, I mean, part of the rule. JT, I don't see how they can open that box up. No, because then you let everybody in. Yeah, I mean, that you know, Tedesco could go back and race, and you know, yeah. literally, once you open that Pandora's box, and I'm not saying this is the right move by any means, this rule change, but I think it it can't be. You know, you can't take steps backwards and start picking yeah. and choosing. Otherwise, every every rider who's retired because they didn't get a job could just go race fifty five. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, Mookie's out of luck, man. So, All right, guys, I'm just curious. Thanks. Yeah, thanks for the call. Thanks, uh, next up is uh, Jeremy. What's up, man? How are you? Oh, not a lot. Just uh, driving home. and I actually called to leave a little voicemail, but then okay. uh, Moto 60. Yeah, was on Moto 60, bro. What's up? Um, uh, I was just going to bring up the fact that uh, the KTN team and Team Tactics, uh <clears throat> From the looks of it, it didn't look like any of those guys, except, of course, Marvin, wanted anything Tomac. And I don't know if it's because Tomac came in so freaking hot on him. Yeah, or dude, I know I know what you're saying. I, I just think Tomac was going too fast for Millsaps uh, and Baggett like, and Anderson to do anything about it. It looked like Anderson was getting ready to jump over the side of the berm <laughs> to get away from the guy, actually. <laughs> what do you think, JT? So. What's your take on all that? Well, to be honest, I think the only guy that's going to actually uh, make a, a move that you can see and really change his race line up to do anything is going to be Marvin. And whether that's, you know, the fact that he's going to be, I think, KTM's number one guy next year or the fact that he's, you know, uh, Ryan's training partner and buddy, um, you know, I'm sure it's a combination of all of that, that he's going to help KTM and Ryan as much as he can. And we saw that. We saw him running in on, on Eli on the first lap and then try again uh, after that. And I would expect the same. If he's anywhere near Eli, I don't expect to try to knock him down. You know, But I, I do expect him to be really, really aggressive and make, uh, make his life very difficult. So yeah. as we move forward in these last two, I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, to see Jason Anderson you know, make, make Eli's life harder. And, and I think they'll keep it somewhat, uh, you know, between the lines a little bit. I don't think they'll, they'll really step out too much, but if they have a chance to run them wide, I think they'll take it. But, JT, you would admit that, like, in Salt Lake, like, what are you going to do to a guy that's going two seconds a lot faster than you? Well, yeah, and that's, that's where it, it, it yeah. gets a little bit of uh, where you really can't hide it. You know, if, right. <laughs> if you like coming up on you that fast and you run him off the track, there's really nothing you can say other than you're trying to, to, to help Ryan because yeah. – Everyone, everyone knows that in, in that scenario that you're trying to help Ryan, and, right. and that's—I don't think what they're trying to do. You know, Jason's out there trying to get results for himself. Right. Uh, Jeremy, you got a mountain bike? Uh, yes, I do. All right, perfect. You want to win this fly racing freestone mountain bike helmet? You've been on hold for a long time, so I figure it's the least we can do. Oh, sweet, sweet, awesome. All right. oh, okay, stay, stay on the line to get your information, and uh, and thanks, uh, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, let's get to Andy, Andy or Alan. I'm sorry, Alan. What's happening? How are you? Good, thanks. Uh, I was just calling about the Salt Lake City Supercross. Yeah. So I took my mom there. She's a widow, so I figured I'd take her to her first Supercross. Uh huh. And I know a lot, or some of the riders like Dungey are upset about the rule change, but 
Let me tell you, there's no way I would have gone to the Supercross if the points battle wasn't on so close. Yep. And second, I have never seen somebody uh, get the crowd so excited as Eli Tomac. We, yeah. I think every single person in the crowd was watching him weave oh, yeah. the field, and it was just crazy watching him fly past everybody. I've never seen somebody go so fast on a motorcycle. <laughs> I mean, it's up there, man. It's up there with some stew rides, up there, you know, just amazing rides that we've seen over the years. It's 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 phenomenal. Yeah, when he went into some of those corners, I thought they were just going to explode because he was hitting them so hard. Can you imagine, JT, yeah. if that, like Salt Lake City, it wasn't packed. It's a smaller stadium, and they were going, they were very loud, like Alan says. But, JT, can you imagine if this was like Georgia Dome or something, like a dome with 60,000 people in it, 50,000 people? Oh, my God, they would have lost their minds, you know? Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, it's crazy, you know, and, and I think more than anything, people are just excited to see close racing. And, and I alluded to that saying, I'm excited to have uh, a championship still at stake uh, in late April. And really since Phil Poto and, and Chad Reed in 2011, we haven't really had a whole lot to cheer for late in the year. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think it was a combination of not having been at that stadium in, in five years and then uh, or four years or whatever it's been. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you add on to that the fact that these guys are going for a title. It's not only a race win, it's a title yeah. for everything. So, uh, yeah, people were uh, definitely treated to a pretty exciting deal. Cool, Alan. Anything else? Yeah, just one more thing. I know one of your sponsors is Atlas Brace. Yeah. And I just want to tell everybody who's on the fence that I have an Atlas Brace, and I actually ride freestyle motocross, so we put ourselves into kind of some awkward bending situations. And I honestly don't even notice it when I wear it. Um, And it doesn't affect me in freestyle motocross, so I highly doubt that it'll affect anybody on a regular motocross track. Awesome, uh, yeah. I encourage everybody to give it a try. Cool. Thanks, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's atlasbrace.com. We've gotten great feedback from, from everybody that's bought one. And, and, uh, and yeah, the great company, great guys. Thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. All right, thanks. Uh, JT, so um, Cameron McAdoo jumps into the 250 class this weekend. Christian Craig jumps back down in the 250s from a 450. Six points for Savachi on Jordan Smith. I like Savashi to take this thing home. I, I do. I just uh, he's got past experience more so than Jordan. Um, great team, great bike. Had had some time off, so I like uh, Jordan to take or I like Savachi Joey to take this thing home. What do you think? Yeah, I think uh, I think Zach wins this weekend. I think the track's going to be uh, very fitting for him, and I think he's in a place where the pressure's. I don't want to say off, but he's uh-huh. kind of got to. You just got to win races. Um, but in the end, I think that the uh, the front end issue that they had in Detroit is going to be too much to overcome. I think Joey will do really well at Vegas. He won there last year, uh, and I, you know, even if it comes down to a few points in Vegas, uh, I just think it'll be a bit too much. Um, I, I don't want to discount Jordan's chances, but he's the least experienced of these guys, and uh, I think maybe that that inexperience uh, makes a difference. Yeah, I, I, yeah, we'll see. But Jordan Smith's been a great story, huh? Like an amazing story. What is going on yeah, with he you? Has. What, what is? What you got? An alarm going on? Are you in? Is somebody chasing you? Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> sorry, uh, I just had to walk outside. Um, the oral alarm. Jordan was. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's gotten a lot better, obviously. Yep. Switch teams. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I know he's. He claims to be much happier with the motorcycle this year. Yeah. And I, I think he just found better chemistry on that team. And, you know, some people click at the Geico team, and obviously Jordan looks like he needed a change. You know, it looks like he's clicking at TLD. And, you know, there's a lot of personalities and equipment and all kinds of things, all kinds of variables that uh, we success. So 
it's uh, for whatever reason, Jordan made the right choice for himself, and uh, we're seeing the results of that. Wygant, myself, and you really blew it, not discussing McElrath or Jordan Smith much at all in our previews podcasts or writing about the class or anything else. These guys have really, you know, stepped up, and they've, you know, they're going to, I don't know, Jordan may win, and Shane's going to get second, and, and we really blew it. These guys are great. Yeah, and I think, Shane, you could have uh, made a case for being a little bit more in the mix. We've seen him run up front and get podiums. But Jordan, I honestly think it kind of came out of nowhere because mm-hmm. he was uh, he's one of those guys that had a lot of speed, but it was never really able to put it together week in and week out. Um, but like I said, whatever has happened uh, this, this season, whether it's the bike or the team or a combination of both, yeah. he's, he's found what works for him. And, and I, don't, I don't really think anybody saw it coming. Even uh, talking with Brian Johnson, who is his riding coach, he said he would be pretty good, but he didn't expect anything like this. Yeah. So um, I, think it, I think it's caught everybody surprised that probably even Jordan. Remember the opening round, he had to go to the LCQ, and then he there was chaos everywhere, and he got a second, I believe, and uh, you know, kind of got him started off the right right hop, and that was it. Like it just that first race could have been a disaster, and he could have just been mentally beat. He survives it from the LCQ and pulls a start from the outside, and he's on his way. These guys are so hard to figure out, like delicate little flowers, yeah, JT. <laughs> well, the biggest thing that's really uh, been in Jordan's corner is he's had his starts figured out. You know, this yeah. whole East Coast swing. Uh, and that's kept him out of trouble. It's put him in a good spot. Um, not too differently from what Ryan Dungey's, you know, done so well over his, the course of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he may not always have the, the fastest pace of the night, but he puts himself in such a good spot that good results are going to come as long as you don't, you know, you're not your own worst enemy. So right. if he can continue that over the next two races, I mean, the sky's the limit because if we if we know anything about this 250 class, to, to expect the unexpected. Um, but I, I just think, you know, for him – he wasn't coming into this expecting a title or really thinking title. He just wanted to kind of be on the podium as much as he could and, and try to win races. Uh, but where Zach and Joey have been around the block for a time or two, and, and Joey was, you know, in this title fight last year. So I just look for those two to kind of rise to the top over the next two weekends. Uh, last call on the Fly Race and Moto 60 show. Andy, what's up, man? You got a question about Alden Baker? Yeah. Um, was wondering with Dungey leaving, who's going to be the, the number one guy over there? Um, Marvin's pretty good. I don't think I don't know that he's like your elite Dungey Tomac caliber, but um, and obviously Tomac's not going to leave what he's doing now. So what no. do you guys? Think? Well, I think Marvin stays. Anderson stays. Um, you know, Anderson's pretty good. Um, I don't know. I think there'll be an opening, huh? Uh, JT, yeah. if Dungey goes away, there'll be an opening. Yeah, but but my my question would be, and I, I know I'm answering your question with a question, but if, <laughs> if Marv isn't their number one, who's better? Who's available and who's better? That could be, you know, they're not going to get Roxton. He's obvi- I don't even think he rates the Supercross next year, personally. Uh, they can't get Eli. So who who's out there that could beat Marvin? And my answer would be nobody. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, really. No, I, yeah. I, I, I agree. I just, uh, it's just, are we going to see the end of uh, Alden's supremacy as far as training? I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. The, the next 250 guy, that's the big thing. I, yeah. I don't know. No, uh, you got a point. JT, what do you think? Well, I think you've got, you know, between uh, between Anderson and Marv, you've got, you know, two out of the top five guys. Yep. And when you look at the points, they're three and four. So you take the number one or the, I guess, number two guy now out of that equation, and you're still going in with a really good chance for mm-hmm. success in 2018. So I don't see Eli Tomac joining that program. So I guess he's kind of got the best of what's available. So he's, you know, whether they win a title, even this year, is anybody's guess. Yeah. But there's really nobody else. It, you know, even yeah. in the 250 class moving up, that can really do it. So he's kind of got the best of what's out there. 
Cool. Thanks, Andy. Thanks for the call, man. Thanks, boys. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, if somebody like who steps in there. So he's got Osborne. Osborne will stay, and those other two guys will stay. So the new KTM 450 rider, maybe that's a spot, right? Whoever they get. You know, we assume Trey, well, Trey may be there. Who knows? But we assume that he won't be, and then there'll be one more spot open. Yeah, and I think there will be a heavy competition for that spot. Yep. You know, guys like uh, Justin Barsha and basically anybody who is can and willing, I think, will be going after that spot simply because of, you know, where the KTM motorcycle is right now. So um, they've had huge success, and it seems like everybody's clamoring to get on a KTM or a Husky factory bike right now. Uh, so whether it's Baggett or Barsha or, you know, I, I think they'll have kind of their pick um, unless you're under contract. You think Michael after Barsha? You think that's something that uh, Roger could do? I think he. I think as long as the money is low and it's it's kind of a you know a no risk situation for KTM. Um, I think I think Barsha is is enamored with that uh, KTM, and I think he views it as something that would help him uh, in his career. So yeah, I you know I don't I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I could see KTM's motivation. They're taking a shot with somebody who. Has proven he can do well in the past, and he's willing to ride for next to nothing. And you know, this is all make believe scenario. Yeah. Um, and then for Barsha, if he feels like that's what he needs to be successful, then you know, where yeah. uh, those two those two meet, it could work out. I keep hearing Barsha sniffing around Europe a little bit from some of my European contacts. That yeah, some, I hear that too. Yeah, that some too. somebody is going. Somebody's saying to teams. Hey, this guy could be available if you if you for the GPs for MXGP class. Yeah, and, and I, I really think it's going to come down to if he can get on the the bike that he wants. If yeah. he can get a factory KTM or a Husky in 2018, yep. then I think he stays. But if he can't and he has to be in a situation where he's not 100 percent happy going in, yep. I think maybe he uh, maybe he takes that chance overseas. All right, you told us Osborne was going to win 250s. What's your pick for 450s this weekend? I got to take Eli. I think uh, I think the track. Tim, he's done so well here before. He's won one Supercross here before when he really wasn't even a, a title contender. Yeah, uh, that, was a great, at his that was a great race last year. That was a great race last year. Yeah, and you know, 2015, he won here as well. Yeah. Um, you just look at the success he's had here, and you got to think he's going to go out there and uh, and make it happen. The one thing I'm looking for, though, is uh, you know that if he gets that bad start and something happens, man, I just I'm a firm believer that you can't continue to put yourself in harm's way in the back mm-hmm. and it not bite you at some point. So yeah. Um, if he gets a good start, it's, it's going to be cursed, I think. Uh, well, cool, man. Interesting uh, thoughts on uh, on this weekend. Next weekend for this show, you'll be in studio, correct? Uh, for Thursday? Uh, yes, I will yeah. be, actually. Yeah, you'll be in studio. That'll that. be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, hey, have fun in New York. Uh, flyracing.com. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you this weekend, man. Okay, sounds good. All right, see, see you. Fly Racing, get... Pro Taper, Truck Hero, everybody on board. Tits. Yes. I'm sorry. Good luck this weekend. I'm sorry for your you, loss. You're all. <laughs> <laughs> I hope more than ever that you're all. What do you think we're going to say next week when you're sitting here? So on a uh, scale of 1 to 10, how worried are you? And I'm probably going to say... Like a 10. Yeah, <laughs> like All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. And uh, yeah, Fly Racing, Moto 60 Show. Not a